0: Sci-fi, fantasy, thriller. I'm Jeremy Fair. My pronouns are he/him, and I will be the dungeon master.
1: My name is Megan Kelleher. My pronouns are she/her, and I play Ava Elkin, whose pronouns are also she/her.
2: I'm Cage. I'll be playing Soul Red Gluthammer, and both of our pronouns are she/hers.
3: I'm Danny. I'll be playing Whiskey, and both of our pronouns are she/hers. I'm Rob.
4: I'll be playing Info O Scott, and our pronouns are he/they. I'm Adam DeWeese. I go by he, him, and I'll be playing Dr. Shepard, who goes by they, them.
0: Last time on Eclipse. You were all still in the Saogun cave, and you got done fighting a whole bunch of different Kuwait. You fought a giant Kuatoa that some sort of thing was using as like an avatar to speak to you all. You found a whole bunch of information that gave some details on kind of what's going on, kind of how the brain parasites work, how the cybernetic armor on the Kuatoa work. That kind of stuff, and of course, he built a table jail. Then you all deliberated for about 20 minutes, decided to have Shepard heal you all, and then you all decided to go ahead and try to sneak into this back room in this Salagun Cavern. Info, Rodney, Sultan, and the two still unnamed lizard folk went to the northern entrance the rest of you went to the more southern entrance which was just past those two double doors where you originally found the map and the notebook and you all decided to try to spy on this Githyanki mage to see what he is doing to see basically if you know you're in a dire circumstance or if you have time to try to rest and recover a little bit upon looking into this room you saw that this mage was definitely up to something they were Working on some sort of experiment that involved a large tank with a spherical tentacled creature inside. And upon closer inspection, you noticed that there were two bodies hooked up to this tank, and you found out that they were, in fact, the bodies of your old comrades, Lita Nove and Kanan Vargas. The Gith Yankee ran to the northern part of the room where a very large machine was and seemed to activate this machine whatever it was. Crystals on the machine began glowing. Runes on the machine began glowing. And that is where we're going to start off. So, he's going to turn and look at you all. He has noticed everybody except for Ava, who is very stealthy, and Whiskey who is hiding in the uh, other room. Other than that, the rest of you are all known by the Skith Yankee. He does not seem overly discouraged by you still being here. In fact, he is laughing maniacally as he stands upon the platform of this machine. He'll turn again to reiterate, as I told you before, this cavern will be your grave. He's going to actually point his finger at the large tank containing the spherical creature, and a beam of energy is going to erupt from his finger and hit the tank. When it does so, both Kanan and Lita's bodies are going to begin twitching and moving and writhing to the point of seizing on the tables that they are connected to. Their eyes open, and you see a bright blue light shimmering from their eyes. The light is so intense that it is Causing the coloration of this room to look blue. It is more bright than any other light in this room. And as this is happening, both of these bodies are just shaking and seizing on these tables. He is going to continue to just laugh and laugh and laugh before finally turning and saying, ha, 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 You will die here and I will see you in hell. Right when that happens, Sultan is going to go, No! You're not going to get away again! And he's going to rush forward, pushing past info. He's going to leap across these small stone platforms that are um, through this room, and he's going to dive and tackle this robed githyanki. As he does so, you hear a grunt come from the githyanki's mouth. There is a flash of red light, and both of them vanish. Oh hell! Almost instantly, the bodies will stop seizing, their eyes will stop glowing, and the tank will shatter. Oh, hell. The liquid inside the tank begins pouring and joining the water that's at the bottom of this grotto, and you will see the large spherical creature inside slump down and splash into the water below. The water around it begins to bubble and boil, and then you will see these tendrils begin to move and start whipping around its body. Suddenly, the water will ripple around this creature and it will rise up out of the water and begin to float in the center of this room. Now that it is no longer concealed by the glass and the green liquid, you notice this thing is about six feet wide. It is spherical. It has pasty white scaled skin It has a large central eye that looks almost entirely red with the exception of a black slitted pupil in the center. And you notice that the 10 tendrils that are flailing around its body do not have eyes at the end of the stalks like you might expect on your own planet. But instead, the ends look more similar to mouths. Mouths with rows of sharp teeth mouths that are drooling and snapping chaotically at the air around it. You see that center pupil start looking around the room in a rapid panic before finally settling on the three of you that are in the southern part of this room. What would you all like to do?
1: Can you see me?
5: You are still hidden. I think that uh, at the sight of the bodies that are familiar to us Rodney will begin beeping and processing and remembering previous Rodney's memories and then the cave will fill with this high-pitched whistle and you'll just see steam coming off Rodney like every part of him and you'll just like see him do that like arm reload thing and just go charging at the, the big beholder thing and Info's gonna, like, whip out his lance and they're just gonna be like, come on, motherfucker, let's go! And they're both just gonna, like, end game, slow motion, run hard right at that thing.
0: Alright, so Ronnie drops down into the water. It's about a foot and a half deep, and Ronnie's entire body is submerged beneath the water. I'll also say this thing is now floating. Um... I mean, it's it's floating in the middle of the air, so it's probably a good four or five feet above the water. You'll just see its tendrils moving and whipping around um, as Rodney struggles to get even close enough to damage this thing. You, however, are a little bit taller, and if you want to dash forward towards it, I will give you one option. I'll give you one attack, or I'll give you one action before rolling for initiative.
5: Uh, yeah, Info's going to... I think Info could get to there, right? Yes. Yeah. All right, and that's within 10 feet of it, I assume. So Info's just immediately going to go with his arm blade, and they're going to try and stab the thing with their arm blade since they have a 10-foot reach on it. And Info rolled a 17.
0: A 17. So a 17 will hit.
5: And Info's going to do ahead five piercing
0: damage. damage. Five piercing damage. You stab this thing for 5 piercing damage and you definitely wound it. The weapon pierces its skin but the moment that it pierces its skin you receive a strong electric jolt that seems to move through its body, through your folding arm blade and straight into you. And it is going to deal 1d10 lightning damage. You get hit for four lightning damage. And we will go ahead and roll initiative. I got a
2: 17 for Shepard.
5: Info got a 19.
1: 12
2: for
3: Ava. 7 for Whiskey. 13 for Red.
0: What did Whiskey get? 7. 19. And then what did Ava get?
3: 12.
0: Alright. And then Shepard, what did you get? 17. So... Info, you stabbed it, you got electrocuted, and yet you were the fastest to move, and you were still the fastest in this fight. You get to go first.
5: Okay. Info, having learned their lesson from the damage they just got, is going to change tactics, and uh, they're going to use firebolt. Throw some fire at this bad boy. Okay. Info only rolled a 16.
0: All right. So the 16 does hit.
5: Oh, nice. Uh, so I'm just going to do 11 fire damage.
0: All right. So you stabbed it the first time. You got a little jolt of electricity, and then you immediately fire a fireball at it, damaging it for 11 more damage. What else would you like to do?
5: Uh, is Rodney able to get to it now?
0: So Rodney can move below it, but it's like four or five feet above the water. So it's like almost six feet above Rodney. I don't know that Rodney can reach that, unless he has some sort of ranged attack I don't know about. Well,
5: he has a five-foot reach with his friend. Um If he's still next to Info, could Info just reach down and throw him at the thing? Uh, I think it'd be an action to probably throw Rodney. Could Info reach down and pick him up without throwing him, or would that be an action?
0: I think since you're standing on the stone platform, it would require you like getting in the water and going to the bottom of the grotto to pick him up. Ronnie could probably mo- use his turn to move up onto one of these stone platforms. Oh, yeah. Ronnie
5: will do that. He'll move he'll move up on the platform right now. So at to least it. he's no longer under the water. Yeah.
0: All right. Anything else? Uh, I think that's it. We move to Dr. Shepard. Dr. Shepherd, what would you like to do? I am going to
4: run up, get closer uh towards all of the action. Um I'm going to stay in the water next to uh, one of the one of the glass chambers, just a a few feet behind info. I am going to use my last channel divinity because I feel like uh, we may need it. So for my action, I'm going to use my Twilight Sanctuary, which is the uh, pretty clutch um, sphere of light that comes off of me now. Uh, It is a 30-foot radius, and it's all filled with dim light, and any creature that ends its turn um, in this 30-foot radius gets 1d6 plus 6 temp HP, including myself. Uh, So I guess I could go ahead and take that now. And uh, it lasts for one minute or until I'm incapacitated or die. Uh, And it is my... Wow, and I rolled a fucking 1 and a
5: 6.
4: I rolled a one, sweet. So I got seven temp HP. Uh, but yeah, there's a big 30-foot uh, radius uh, dome of light around me now.
0: And that provides everyone within that dome with temp HP or just you? That ends their turn in the dome. And is, is that
4: only friendly characters? It says whenever a creature, including you, ends its turn in the sphere, you can grant that creature one of these benefits. Okay, so you get to decide. Oh, and I didn't even realize there's a second benefit. There's also I can end one effect on it, causing it to be charmed or frightened. So that's cool. I never use that.
0: So you can cause this creature to be charmed or frightened? No, I can end charmed and frightened. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, that's really good. (laughs) You can just... Okay, cool. Anything else? Uh, No,
4: that's my movement and my action. I don't think I have any bonus action because I'm out of spell slots except for one.
0: All right, then we will move to this creature's turn. Um... You know it's some sort of beholder kin. It seems reminiscent of a beholder, but this is not any sort of beholder you've ever encountered. In fact, it looks much more similar to the sketch that Whiskey saw inside the notes when Whiskey was researching. So we'll go to this creature's turn. It has ten tendrils that are moving and whipping around its body. One of the tendrils is going to move forward, grabbing info. So. going to reach for you info it gets a 24 to hit
5: yeah i guess that hits
0: one of its tendrils is going to reach straight for your neck it is going to grapple you and it is going to deal nine piercing damage and you are currently grappled another one of its tendrils is going to reach down and do the same thing but to rodney That one's going to be a non-natural... Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's going to only be 18 on Rodney. Uh, I'm pretty sure that gets him. Is that hit? Yeah. Okay, so it's going to hit him for another 3d6 plus 4. Rodney takes 18 damage as this toothed suction cup-like mouth of a tendril grabs onto Rodney. The other one is going to extend forward and it can very easily reach Dr. Shepard. Shepard, you're realizing now... These tendrils are quite long, certainly comparable to the tendrils that the roper had that you had fought earlier this afternoon, and it's going to strike you for, oh, that's a 17. Does that hit?
4: I've only got a 13 armor class, but I, I swear, Jeremy, I'm at least like, look at that. That's like 20 corn and cobs away from you. That's pretty far. <laughs>
0: Yep, and it has a range of about twenty corn cobs. Rodney's within five feet of it now, right? Rodney is currently grappled. Yeah,
5: uh, deflect attack reaction. You have to be adjacent to it, right? Disadvantage on the attack roll of one creature it can see that is within five feet of it. Oh,
0: so yeah, it's, that's different than the war than the fighter thing. Okay, so with disadvantage, it is only a sixteen. I, oh, that's still no, it is. I picture Rodney just like shot some steam in its eye, and it will launch right towards you Dr. Shepard and hit you for 18. What the shit? As you feel this toothed suction mouth grab onto your shoulder and immediately you begin feeling it like trying to siphon the blood directly out of you. And then we'll move on. It's Solred's turn.
2: Yeah, she's gonna pop up onto the rock that's next to her and then um, jump on over to this other rock so she can get closer. Um... Would she feasibly be able to throw a dagger and then extra attack with a crossbow, or would that be too much? It's a light crossbow, for what it's worth.
0: Can you throw an attack and then extra attack with a crossbow? Is a crossbow a one-handed weapon?
2: Uh, Yeah. Uh, No, it's not. It's two-handed ripperoni.
4: But you've got two attacks, right?
2: I get an extra attack, but I... I only have 25 feet of movement, so the crossbow and the dagger are the only things that I can do at range, because I used up my coil from my pistol, and I only have one dagger that I could throw, and the crossbow has a reload, so I can't do two of those. (laughs) Wait, is a crossbow two-handed? Yeah, like crossbow says, two-handed. Simple ammunition loading range two-handed. I think you have to have. There's like a hand crossbow that I think it's is called the hand crossbow.
4: One. You're right. There's yeah.
2: also a heavy crossbow I think too, or like a. And then there's, there's just a, a normal bigger crossbow. one. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Um, trying to decide whether I want to use the dagger, which I have a better chance of hitting with, or the light crossbow, which like, gives me a bigger die to roll. Man, doesn't even have that high of an AC. Yeah, I think I might do the dagger, though, because I get a better bonus, too. So if I do hit, my lowest would be a five, whereas the other one would be a two. Okay, I'm going to throw a dagger. That's what that's what Soul Red's going to do. Y'all are probably like, wow, I didn't even know Soul Red had a dagger, but she's going to throw it. I've I don't remember it. how I, why I have one or how I got it. Because Apricot was a bad
1: influence on you. In <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you.
3: You took it away from Apricot. <laughs> This one's for you, Apricot.
0: Soul Red no longer has a dagger okay. as you throw it across the room.
2: And that's a 11.
0: 11's got to hit, right? An 11 does not hit. You throw this tiny little pocket knife of a dagger, and it just goes flying just right gonna past this Oh, Apricot's going to be pissed. Oh, I
2: have two of them. No, I don't. I lied. damn I lied. it. I lied. Oh, shit, I was so excited. It splashes excited.
0: down into the water behind it. It. I mean, the water is shallow enough that you can okay. retrieve it later well, if you want
2: to. We'll have to remember that.
0: <laughs> that's the the real <laughs> trick is. Hey, don't forget to roll for
4: your temp HP. We're gonna need oh, it. I got you. hit for fucking eighteen, and that sucks. What shit. is
2: it again? A D six plus six. Yeah. I will take that ten temp HP. Thank
0: you. You know, Adam, I even rolled that and rolled twice. I, man, I, can't I just angry. can't believe it. I I thought I misheard you. I was like, did
4: you
2: say eighteen? And uh, that's my turn.
0: All right, we go. We go to Ava. Ava you're like the only one that hasn't been noticed except for Whiskey who is in like the other room I don't know if Whiskey even knows what's happening
1: <laughs> I mean I've, I've heard it I'm, I'm, I'm listening um, okay I'm going to cast chill touch on the non-beholder so let's see if I can hit uh, 13
0: 13 does not hit
1: okay well uh, is there anywhere in this grotto where i would get any kind of cover
0: so you can move to the northwest of where you're at and you can get partial cover or you can retreat to the southern part of this room past the double doors where whiskey is and then you'd have full cover
1: um i think i'm gonna do the former i'm gonna go to where i can get part like closer but partial cover
0: okay yeah you can move to the yeah northwest part of this room and There's like a rock jutting out where you can kind of hide behind it but still have an eye on this thing.
1: Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, that's going to be my turn.
0: All right. Whiskey, it is your turn.
3: Well, I'm going to crawl up to the the corner of this rock and uh, yell, let go of my friends. And I'm going to shoot a firebolt. 15 plus 7 is
0: 22. 22 will hit. Also, as you trudge through this foot and a half water, which is like half your height and then hide behind this rock of a platform, you have entered Dr. Shepard's aura, so you can gain temporary HP Yay. as well.
3: Excellent. So that is uh, 12 damage from the firebolt.
0: All right. So yeah, you fire your firebolt, and even though this thing is pretty far away from you, it's definitely within the range of your firebolt, and you hit it. You hit this floating creature for 12 fire damage. Would you like to do anything else? No, nope, that's all. All right, we move on to the unnamed lizard folk's turn. The two lizard folk are very surprised. Their fearless leader is gone, vanished before their eyes. They are standing here, unable to speak any of your language, very confused. And all they can do is try to perform their duty and hopefully help you all not get destroyed by this thing. They're going to rush forward. They can only make it within about 10 feet of this creature. They can only make it within about 10 feet of this creature. They have spears. that have a five-foot reach, but from this position, that's all they're able to do. So they will both use their dash action to attempt to get directly below this thing so that they could reach up with their spears on their next turn to maybe have a chance at stabbing it but we will go to Info's turn. Info, you are currently grappled. Do those guys get tip HP too? Oh yeah, those little dudes can get some tip HP. Okay. I have a feeling they're going to need it. Yeah, I think they're going to need it very much. All right, so as they rush in, they're not able to reach this thing this turn, but they are putting themselves in a position to do so next time. But they do enter Dr. Shepard's aura, and they are able to gain some temporary HP. So what is that, 1d6? Plus six. Oh, that's really good. I know, it is. I think that's my
4: spell casting modifier. I believe it's a plus six, and that's why.
0: All right, one of them gains ten temporary HP. The other one gains eleven, which is pretty substantial considering they're just regular lizard folk. That's like a seventy five percent increase. And now we go to info. Info, you are currently grappled. Make a strength saving throw. Fourteen. A fourteen. Fourteen is what you needed. How do you break free from this thing?
5: Info would probably. do some like Iron Man 2 style thing where he just like starts wrapping himself up in the arms and then like just like ducks out and hopes to leave the arms in like a knot or something.
0: Yeah, you're able to get this suction off of your neck and this mouth like tendril the moment you like rip it off it is just gas like this mouth is just like biting at the air looking for something to grab onto and you see this like almost blue colored drool, just dripping from this mouth that just seconds ago was connected to your neck. And even though you're not made of flesh and bone, you still have these holes on your neck from where this thing attached to you.
5: So, Info is going to go ahead and try and jab it again with, it, with their arm blade. So, you might roll it dirty 20 to hit.
0: All right, so you jab at it with your arm blade lance. You hit, you deal nine piercing damage, and once again, you are going to be struck with this lightning damage. So it's going to be one d10 lightning. You take four lightning damage.
5: All right, and Info is going to do it again. And it's going to roll another 20, another dirty 20. Okay, that hits. And do 14 piercing damage. 14
0: more damage. Absolutely. You hit it for 14 more damage, and once again, you are hit with this jolt of electricity that seems to just come from this thing's body, and you take 8 lightning damage.
5: Info is not looking good.
0: What about Rodney? Rodney can go ahead and make a strength saving throw. Where did Rodney's stuff go? Uh...
5: Strength saving throw. So it'll be five plus three. So Rodney is not getting anywhere. It's an eight.
0: Yeah, Rodney is still grappled. So Rodney cannot move. Rodney has anything that attacks Rodney has advantage against him. And other than that, Rodney can still take actions as normal as long as uh, Rodney is going
5: to use the repair action. Some magical mechanisms inside the defender okay. restore 2d8 plus uh, proficiency bonus hit points to itself or to one construct or object within five feet. And he can't repair info. Uh, he's going to roll uh, 2d8 plus three, so he's going to recover 10 hit points.
0: Okay, that's pretty good
5: and i wish i had a coffee pot that fixed itself (laughs) okay right and that will be in uh rodney's turn there
0: all right then we move to dr shepherd dr shepherd you are grappled by this thing go ahead and make a strength saving throw
4: obviously strength saving throws aren't my strong suit it's gonna be a negative one modify for a four total
0: strength is not your strong suit okay you are still grappled so you cannot move but if you have ranged attacks, you can still take actions to do
5: that.
4: Luckily, um, I do still have my spell story. So, uh, spell coil staff, rather, which is exactly what I will do. I will um, pop off a shot. I was hoping I could get some cover against this
0: damn thing. But uh,
4: a D6 plus three is five points of damage that uh, I shoot out this magic missile from my, from my staff.
0: That's force damage, so yes. okay. you shoot this magic missile out of your staff, and you deal five damage. Is there anything else you would like to do, or can you do anything? I don't think there's anything else I can do. I'll just sit here and be grappled. All right, we move to this Beholderkin's turn. The Beholderkin is going to use its movement to move about 10 feet up into the air, putting it 14 feet above the surface of the water. The tendrils that were attached to Rodney and Dr. Shepard are still attached. Um, I think looking at this, Dr. Shepard, you realize it has a reach of about 20 feet. And for its action, it is going to use the blood drain ability on Rodney. So Rodney needs to make a constitution saving throw. Maybe this thing is like
5: a dog. And if it gets caffeine, it's heart will explode.
3: <laughs> that happens
5: to dogs? Uh, let's see. I'm sorry. What, th- what saving throw was it? You
0: need to make a constitution saving throw for Rodney.
5: Rodney got a 12.
0: That is not enough. This thing that has gripped into Rodney is not only grappling Rodney, but now is going to attempt to siphon any blood, magic, life force, any sort of form of energy it can out of Rodney, and it's going to deal 4d10 damage for a total of
5: 29. Rodney only had 28 hit points.
3: Wait, didn't didn't he get temporary hit points?
5: Oh yeah, I guess he would have gotten temporary hit points, wouldn't you? Well, thank Let's God. Uh, he got more temporary hit points than Info did. He got twelve, so he will actually survive.
0: What is more, the creature is going to regain half that much in HP. Awesome. One of the other tendrils is going to then launch forward, and it's going to attempt to grab onto soul red that is going to be 20 feet
3: oh god
0: um, but i will say because it went up in the air whiskey's out of range so it's going to or wait are you too far away
2: it can't hit me with its back tentacles
0: <laughs> what if we apply the pythagorean theorem here can it still hit you <laughs> <laughs> or are we off by a couple inches All right, so this thing is going to extend one of its tendrils right towards Soul Red, now that you're up on this rock where it can see you. All right, so this tendril grabs directly onto you.
5: Deflect attack. I haven't done this round.
0: Oh, okay, so what happens when Info uses deflect attack? How does that
5: work? Uh, Rodney uses the Info's disadvantage thing, since he's uh, going to see if he can divert a tentacle before it gets to Soul Red. Okay, well, no, that one's not
0: much better. It's 22. Oh, son of bitch. So it will attach to Soul Red, and it's going to deal 3d6 plus 4 piercing damage.
2: I don't like that at all.
0: 13 piercing damage as it latches onto your shoulder, and you just feel these little teeth digging into your skin.
2: Fortunately, that's mostly temp HP, so...
0: And then it will use its final action of this turn to do blood drain on Soul
2: Red. Oh, I don't like that, Soul though. Soul Red,
0: make a constitution saving throw.
2: Uh, That's going to be a 24.
0: So you feel a grip onto you and you feel like it's trying to start sucking and siphoning blood from you. But your armor at this point is just thick enough that it's fangs are not really able to grip into you too deeply.
2: Not today, Satan. Not today.
0: And so it is not able to deal any additional damage. And now it is your turn.
2: Yeah, I'm going to. I said pop rocks. I'm going to pop on over here uh, under Rodney, I guess, Uh, and I'm going to try to hit it with my maul.
0: Okay. Go ahead and roll your attack.
2: That's a 15 to hit, unfortunately.
0: 15 is not going to be enough to hit this thing.
2: But I do get a... Never mind. I'd get a second attack, but that's a 13, so I'm just... I'm doing real great this combat. I will roll for temp HP though, because I still get that, right, Adam?
4: Yes, that lasts for one minute. So as long as this combat doesn't go ten
2: rounds, we're good. Solid.
1: It it doesn't stack, right? But you said you lost
2: it, so I rolled a five, so I get eleven, right?
0: Yes. Nice. All right, then we are going to Ava's turn. Ava, what are you doing? At the moment, you're out of this thing's reach, so your own discretion.
1: I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm going to try and stay here, and maybe I can actually land a Chill Touch this turn. Let's see.
0: Ava is pretty chill.
1: Super chill. Okay, yeah, that's a 25 to hit. All
0: right, that will hit.
1: Okay, so this thing's not undead, right?
0: Nope, not as far as you know.
1: Okay, so that's going to be 13 necrotic damage, and what you see is a ghastly, ghostly, skeletal hand Emerge from me and make its way over to slowly, menacingly to this beholder kin thing and then just like poke it right in the eye.
0: Okay. So, how much damage does that deal? 13. All right. So, you hit the sink for 13 damage right in the eye. Is there anything else you would like to do?
1: Uh, I think I'm just going to stay here.
0: You do see it blink as if it's very irritated, but I mean, you haven't taken this thing down or anything. Now, we go to okay, okay. whiskey. Whiskey? You are also out of its range at the moment. What would you like to do? Uh,
3: Whiskey's going to shoot another firebolt. Try and, try and hit it from a distance. Uh, that's another 15 plus 7 is 22 to hit.
0: All right, that will hit. And
3: that is uh, 9 and 1 is 10 damage.
0: 10 damage, and that was a firebolt, so fire damage. All right, is there anything else Whiskey would like to do?
3: Does it look like like fire is being effective against it?
0: Um, You hit it and I mean, you know, you see it flinch as it gets scorched and you can see a little mark on its skin where you where you damaged it. So it doesn't seem like it's resistant or anything. Okay. Anything else?
3: I don't have any other bonus actions and I'm not getting any closer because that would just be stupid. So, uh, yeah, that's it.
0: All right. So now we move to the remaining two lizard folks turn. From where they're at, they moved below this thing in in hopes of being able to reach it. But now that it has moved up into the air, they are no longer within range of being able to hit it, at least with a melee attack. So one of them is going to attempt to throw its spear at this thing from directly below it. So as this Beholderkin floats above its head, one of the Lizardfolk will make an attack. And that's going to be a 16, which is just enough to hit it. So one of their spears will get thrown to hit this thing right in the bottom for seven piercing damage. Because it is not a melee attack, they will not need to suffer the additional lightning damage. The other one's going to attack, and that's going to be a 14, which is not enough. So the second one throws its spear, and it misses this thing and just kind of splashes down into the water. Fortunately, from where this lizardfolk is standing, it's able to wade through the shallow water, to go and retrieve its dropped spear. The other one, however, the spear is just kind of sticking out of this thing so at the moment, they no longer have it. Info, it is your turn. Because you broke free last time, you were not restrained. What would you like to do?
5: Info recognizes that they are not in good shape and that that thing is healing off of them. So what they're going to do is he's going to move back out of range kind of back behind Shepard here Shepard will be a a calamari meat shield Info is going to go ahead and fire off another firebolt yeah 13 so that
0: missed yep you fire that bolt into the air and one of the tendrils you were aiming at just it moves with a lot of fluidity and just is able to dodge
5: your attack no problem what else would Info like to do I think that's all info is going to do. And then I guess Rodney will have to make a strength check to break free.
0: Yes. And Rodney's, I mean, Rodney does not have a lot of health left, correct?
5: Uh, Rodney's only at 11.
0: Yeah, go ahead and make a strength saving throw. And Rodney rolled a 14 strength. 14 strength. So a 14 is enough. So Rodney is
5: able to break free. Okay. Uh, Rodney's going to get the hell out of there, move back out of range as well. Actually, has 40 feet, so that's kind of insane for movement. Yeah, Ronnie's speed is 40, 40 feet. I mean, he is a coffee maker. Yeah, he's got energy.
4: My coffee maker has 40 feet movement, definitely.
5: And then Ronnie will use that uh repair function again for the second time. And Ro- Whoa, Ronnie will get 17 health pack. Oh my nice. god, he
0: has more health than uh whiskey
5: 2d8 plus 2. He has more health than me. <laughs> so Ronnie's gonna get 17 health back and then uh at, he's still ending his turn in that bubble and he used up all of his temp hp with that last survive so i guess he gets more temp hp is it every turn at the
4: end of every turn
5: yeah oh wow that's really good
4: yeah it's nice and it's not even concentration but i can only do it twice a day or twice per short rest
5: so Ronnie got like 10 uh temp hp so rodney is 38 effective HP. <laughs> Tank. Tank. Thank you, boy. Nice.
1: Yeah, that's 36 the same as whiskey. <laughs> HP. Yeah, that's a
0: whole eight. Huh? Yeah, I was going to say, that's uh, more than Sultan. But Sultan's not here anymore. Alright, Dr. Shepard, what are you going to do? Oh, wait, you're restrained. Go ahead and make a strength saving throw.
4: Ah, f- with my negative one, surely I can bust out
0: now. <laughs> it went down. It was a three. <laughs> Alright, so you're still restrained. You cannot move.
4: Still restrained. Um, I still don't feel like it's the right moment yet to use my last spell slot. So I'm just, again, going to pop off a shot with my uh, handy dandy spell coil staff, which insta hits. It's a D6. It's eight points of damage. It's I'm, like wrapped up just kind of luckily this thing just you know, seeks out its target and I can just kind of blind fire.
0: Yeah, even with this thing up in the air you're able to easily hit it. You deal 8 force damage. Is there anything else you want to do?
4: Nope. I've still got my 12 HP, a tip HP, which is the max I could get. I'm just going to keep that
0: there. Alright, and then we move on to this Beholderkin's turn. It is going to move Wait, I'm moving the wrong thing. It's going to move forward about 12 feet. Everyone that was in its range before, is still within its range, and has also added Ava to its range. All right, so one of its tendrils is going to erupt forward and attempt to grab Ava. Ava, that is going to be a 13 plus 8, 21 to hit. Does that hit?
1: Did that factor in the fact that I'm sort of covered?
0: Oh, is that going to be a disadvantage then?
1: I don't know exactly how that works. You said partial cover is...
0: Yeah, it's like a plus something, right? Partial cover... I have all the information mankind knows at my fingertips. Let me see. (laughs) Plus two bonus.
1: Two AC?
5: Yeah.
1: Okay. That's, I mean, and you said 21. So that's not going to be enough unless. Nope, there is no unless. Yeah, no, that's going to hit.
0: All right. So it hits you for 11 piercing damage. One of these tendril mouths grab onto you. And then it's going to use its other action to use Blood Drain. Make a constitution saving throw. Ew. Uh,
1: 16?
0: 16. So that is enough. Okay. So you, once again, you'll feel it trying to dig into you and siphon your energy. But once again, just like Soul Red, the armor seems to be doing enough. Now, you don't know how many more turns that will last. But at the moment, the armor is stopping it from being able to drain you of your energy. It has one remaining action. Soul Red, go ahead and make a Constitution saving throw.
2: Gladly, Ooh, not that gladly though. That's a uh, not one Ugh. for a solid oh. eight.
0: Oh my goodness! So that's gonna be four d10 lightning damage. Don't love that. You take twenty one lightning damage, and this I know, thing. I think
2: Rodney has more health than me.
0: This thing gains half as much back. Rip. All right, we move on to Red. Maybe you should leave the room next time. I don't know; it seems to be an effective tactic. Uh,
2: I guess she'll pop over to this other uh, platform and try to hit him with her mulligan. again. Okay. Ooh, that's a crit! <gasps> yes. Uh, the other one's only thirteen though, so that won't hit. Um. So you do max damage, and then, or how do you do roll twice? I forget.
0: So you roll both of them, then you add your modifier.
2: Okay. Alright, so that's 19 bludgeoning damage and because I got a crit that dealt bludgeoning damage, attack rolls against it are made with advantage until the start of my next turn.
5: Okay.
0: We move to Ava. Ava, you are still grappled. Go ahead and make a strength saving throw.
1: Is that an action or is that just like a...
0: Nope, that's just uh, free at the
1: start of your turn. Okay. Uh, That's only an 8
0: an eight so you're still grappled so you're not able to move
1: okay can i still cast a spell
0: Yep. okay i'm gonna
1: actually well i'm touching it so i think i'm just gonna chill touch again why not it worked last time and i have advantage right because of a uh, soul thing uh good thing i had advantage so it's a 17 to hit
0: 17 hits
1: Okay, and the damage is going to be um, nine necrotic damage.
0: Nine necrotic damage, okay.
1: And it's just like last time, big skeleton hand pokes it in the eye.
0: This time it like sees it coming and closes its eye, but I mean it still hurts. It's still like a boned finger just like jabbing it in the giant eye.
1: Yeah, the chill of the grave cares not for the eyelid.
0: Like if you close your eyes and you still get poked, it's going to hurt.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: All right, anything else? Uh, nope. Whiskey, it's your turn. You're uh, barely on this rock. You're barely out of its range. What would you like well, to do? Well, first
3: I'm going to try shooting it with a firebolt again. Is with advantage, uh, 14 plus 7 is 21. That'll hit. And then 4 plus 9 is 13 damage. All
0: right, 13 damage, and that's fire damage? Yes. Cool. You hit it with a firebolt for 13 damage. Anything else? And
3: then I am going to skitter the fuck out of the way. Okay.
0: We go to the lizard folks' turn. Uh, One of them that kind of waded through the water is going to pick up its spear. It's going to climb up onto the rock just behind this thing, and it is going to attack it from behind. So um, It's not enough, though. That's only a nine, which is not very good. So it throws the spear, and it just goes hurtling right past this thing. The spear lands somewhere in the water closer to whiskey and pretty far away from the lizard who threw it. The other one is still unarmed. It's going to look around for something to throw. It is going to wade over to the bodies. It's going to grab Lita's shoe off of her body, and it's going to (laughs) chuck it at this thing. And it hits for a (laughs) non-natural 20. So it chucks Lita's shoe, and I'm just going to say that's one damage.
3: <laughs> but it's a good one.
0: And how does that kill it, Jeremy, with that one damage shoe damage? It's allergic to leather. All right, we move to Info. Info, it is your turn. What are you going to do?
5: So Info's recognizing the length that it can fire off and trying to stay just out of reach. Info's going to fire off a fireball, and it Info still gets advantage because of that thing for Sol Red. So, well, crap. 10 and a 14 so neither of those will hit i guess
0: all right info you you go ahead and attack with firebolt but it is not enough this thing is able to dodge your attack
5: right rodney is gonna pull back again to get away from its tendril grabbiness as well and that will be our turn
0: okay dr shepard Go ahead and make a strength saving throw. Yeah, 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 yeah. And don't leave yeah. three don't leave again, Jeremy.
4: The three.
0: All right, Doctor Shepard, you get a three. You are still restrained. It, of course, I'm you are next to it, but it's also fourteen feet in the air. So, oh, you've been you've been scooched Wait, have, it moved up a few times. Yeah.
4: Oh, it moved up to me. I I couldn't
5: tell. It if moved, I moved forward to and it.
0: up. So it is about. A total of like sixteen feet away from you. I mean, I
4: there's I still don't have just that right third level spell slot yet to use against it. I don't think so. I am going to cast my spell coil staff. It's a magic missile. My my one magic missile. Okay. Nine points of damage from this one. I picture I'm kind of like grappled up and I just barely have this thing in my hand sticking out like underneath the tentacle of this thing. I'm just like fucking popping shots off at
0: it. All right, so you hit it for nine force damage. Is there anything else you'd like to do? That is all. So we are going to move on to the Beholderkin's turn. It is going to use Blood Drain on Dr. Shepard. Make a constitution saving throw. And
4: cons a plus one instead of a negative one, but that was still an eight.
0: An eight. So you feel this tendril that is bitten down into your shoulder start to leech onto you even stronger, and then it is going to start trying to siphon your very life energy from your body. You take 18 lightning damage, and it gains half as much in HP. And we move or we don't move yet. That was one of its actions. So the other tendril is still attached to Ava. It's going to oh, use blood okay. drain. Go ahead and make constitution save. Con,
1: con, Oh yeah, that's a non-natural 20.
0: All right, so once again, your Lord's Armada armor seems to be pretty good. Either that or where it's attached to you is just not a very advantageous spot for it because like, you can feel it stabbing into you, but it's just not able to get enough of a hold to begin to start to siphon your life energy.
1: I like to think what it is is that I'm, as a monk, I'm like so in control of my own life energy that I'm just kind of like moving it away from that spot.
0: (laughs) Its other tendril is then going to move behind it and target one of the lizardfolk. It's going to target the one who has tossed its spear away. And it hits for 21. So it's going to latch onto the lizard folk and it's going to deal 3d6 plus 4 damage. That motherfucker's so dead.
3: Should have named him. (laughs)
0: It takes 11 piercing damage. It is still alive, but not by much. It rolled real bad. And now it's Soul Red's turn.
2: I know this is going to come to a shock to all of you, but I'm going to hit it with my maul. <laughs> Twice. <gasps> I like it.
0: Wait, you've had a maul.
2: Oh, except I'm not, because the highest of that is a... Well, the, 16, will that hit?
0: 16 will hit.
2: Okay, so that one hits, but the uh, 10 will not hit.
0: So is your... It's your mall. So this thing's 14 feet in the air.
2: Even if I'm up on my little rocky hickeys, can I reach it?
0: Yeah, no, like the rocks are just like a few, like a little bit above the surface of the water. Jump, I don't know about jumping. It's a dwarf, but you can try something. You, Damn. you, haven't, seen, you haven't seen Solred's
5: hops yet, Jeremy. <laughs> Solred
1: was uh, on the basketball team in high school. Yeah, so. we
4: forgot to mention that in uh, her backstory.
2: She was a part of the Waterdeep Warriors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Red wants to try to jump to hit this thing. We'll say it uses your bonus action, and okay. you can make an athletics check. We'll see if you can okay. leap I'm, up in I'm the
4: air. Wow. I've, I've never wanted so badly for a good role in my life.
2: Uh, athletics, that's a 26. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> You're able to just leap right into the air and hit this thing.
2: Okay. Okay so that's 13 bludgeoning damage then okay
0: 13 bludgeoning damage guess what oh you wow. get a backlash of lightning damage 1d10 Oh, I
2: thought you were going to say I killed it and I was like there's no way <laughs> yeah, I was excited
0: you take 5 lightning damage as you strike it you just feel a jolt of electricity run through your
5: body
2: okay so with a 26 could we theoretically say soul red gravity
5: increases the power <laughs>
2: So she has Crusher, which means that when I hit a creature with an attack that deals bludgeoning damage, I can move it five feet to an unoccupied space.
0: Oh. Then, yeah, definitely. Provided that the
2: target is no more than one size larger than you. Could I hit it down?
0: Yeah, you can move it five feet down. Oh, fuck yeah. For sure. Yeah. So now it's only <laughs> okay, nine yeah. feet above the water, which makes it only like six feet above the rocks.
1: You just dunked it
0: asthma dunk uh
2: so i take five
0: yes you take five lightning damage so yeah so like you run jump up into the air like two and a half times your height hit this thing with your maul and force it to move downward like five feet
2: are y'all ready to jam fucking yes for the space jam (laughs) So ready. To um, if I roll for the temp HP that replaces what I have now, correct, or am I not able to roll if I still have temp HP?
4: Uh, I believe the way it works is it will replace it if it's higher. If it's lower, it does nothing. Okay.
2: Well, I can only go up from here, so cool. Thank you.
0: So you're gonna slam in the Space Jam.
2: Yes. Are y'all.
4: Jamry, I think that song's public domain now, so if you want to just play it when she does that you can, uh, I think you can get away okay. with it.
1: It's public domain? I think so. I th- Didn't they just make a new one?
0: <laughs> Alright, Ava, hey you, what are you, you going to do? the movie, the song.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think so. No, I know, but still. Um, if I was making a Space Jam sequel, I would make sure i put the song in. Uh, that's just how I roll. Uh, okay, so I'm still grappled, right? Can I make yeah, another? Yeah, you go ahead
0: and make a strength saving throw to break free.
1: Um, Twelve. That is not
0: enough. You're grappled. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, I'm gonna do. Um, I guess uh, I'm kind of sick of chill touching. I want to punch. Um, can I like kick while I'm grappled? Maybe just like kind
0: of. Do a kick. For my twenty. For my-
1: well, yeah. Like, can I make an un- can I make an unarmed attack while I'm grappled? Twenty feet away. Right, but on t- can I attack the t- the tendril that's like grappling me? Yeah,
0: you know, that's a good point. I don't know. It has a twenty. 20- is that well, it part has of a 20 it? 20-foot reach. I mean, it is part of its body. That's a good question. How does that work?
1: I think it's part of it.
0: Okay, go ahead and punch that tentacle, I guess.
1: Okay, I'm going to make uh we'll start with two on arm strikes. Yep, yeah, no, we'll do three. We'll start with three on arm strikes. Okay, um 16. 10 is gonna miss. <laughs> And a 13. Damn. Okay, well, one of them hit. Okay. And so two were the action, one was the bonus action. So the forward, the one that hit, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna spend my last key point to do hands of harm. So let me roll regular damage first. Okay, so that's Eight bludgeoning, and then uh, it's going to be an extra six necrotic damage. So eight plus six is 14. And also it is now poisoned until the end of my next turn.
0: Okay. So it is poisoned. What's that? Just give it disadvantage on attacks?
1: It's something like that. I'm notoriously bad at remembering what I the think status they have attacks have
0: Disadvantage do. on all ability checks? Yep. On uh, attack rolls and ability checks.
1: Okay, so till the, I guess, did I say till the end of my next turn? Yes.
0: All right, so this thing is poisoned till the end of your next turn. Anything else?
1: Uh, Nope, just the 14 damage and that was it.
0: All right, we go to whiskey.
3: All right, well, I'm going to, Firebolt's been working okay, knock on wood. We're going we're gonna to try it one more time.
4: This
0: is the one.
3: Ah. Uh, 4 plus 7 is 11, so that's
0: probably not going to hit. Yeah, 11 does not hit, unfortunately.
3: Damn. Well?
5: Doesn't she have advantage because of the thing still from Soul Red?
3: No, that ended at the no, beginning was... of my last turn. Yeah. And there's there's nothing else that I can do.
0: So we move to the lizard folks' turn. One of them that is grappled gets a 2, which means it did not break free. The other one is is still free. It's the one that has a weapon. However, it's not within melee range, so I guess it'll attempt to throw it. That's going to be... I guess I just want to die. Uh, oh. That's going to only be a nine. So, it will throw it, and the spear misses and it clatters against the stone walls. And we go to Info.
5: Info, what are you going to do? Uh, info has had just done enough of this flying up shit. So, Info is going to... Uh, point their hand and do that like spider-man thing and cast web okay and so the uh, monster needs to make a dexterity saving throw has to beat a 15.
0: A 15 and it has what disadvantage because it's poisoned
5: i believe so and you
0: said dexterity yeah all right so with disadvantage it gets a seven nice so it is webbed what happens when it's
5: webbed thick mass of sticky webbing the conjured web collapses on itself, on top of him, I guess, too. Webs layered over a flat surface have a depth of five feet. Each creature that starts its turn in the webs or that enters during its turn must make a deck saving throw. Uh, and they are restrained as long as it remains in the webs or until it breaks free. And they can use It can use a uh, action to make a strength check against the DC. And if it succeeds, it's no longer restrained. So it's all tangled up now. I webbed it.
0: Okay. Are you able to do anything else?
5: Uh, Info is just gonna sit back and I guess we can do that 10 HP check.
0: Okay. So Info casts web on this thing and is able to at least temporarily get it kind of gunked up in this web, limiting its mobility. And that is where we'll end this episode of Eclipse. This is Jeremy, your DM. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Eclipse. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did when we recorded it. The plot is really starting to take off now, so I'm super excited to get deeper into this story. The next episode of Eclipse will release in two weeks, so make sure that you're subscribed to Eclipse so you never miss an episode. And if you've enjoyed Eclipse, please tell your friends about us. Go wherever you like to get your podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. We've gotten a lot of downloads and a lot of positive feedback, so I really, really appreciate all the support. You can keep up to date with all the Eclipse content by following us on Twitter. That is at EclipsePod. We are super active on there. You can also go to TheEclipsePod.com, where you can learn about the show and the crew and all the awesome voice actors that are playing the characters for Eclipse. Eclipse is part of the Majestic Goose podcast network. So you will want to check that out as well. We're home to over a dozen podcasts and streams. We have everything from actual plays to talk shows. We even do a live nerdy craft stream every week. So we really do it all here on the Majestic Goose Network. We release new content six days a week with shows like Doom Clock, One Shot Onslaught, Halfway to Hero, Dice Talk. Roll for Weird and many, many more. So go to MajesticGoose.com and check out all that awesome stuff on there. You can check out our weekly streaming schedule and just come say hi to us. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll talk to you next time on Eclipse.